Hi, Jody. Hi, how are you? How's everything? How's everything going? So, welcome to another episode of The Trister, right? Trister, yes. Excited about this episode today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about Beyond Meat. Uh, it's the new burger uh, meat substitute, right? So, that, that's kind of important to know. It's not a veggie burger. It's not, because uh, we were wondering, right? Is it a healthier option? But apparently it isn't. It's more of a meat substitute. It does have a lot of fat, uh, cholesterol, sodium, carbs, all that sort of thing. Here it is. Uh, and yeah, and so I guess tell us what you have. Uh, well, I, I came to Beyond Meat as well, and I noticed they also had sausage. So I have a uh, Beyond Meat sausage. And then I also have an Impossible Burger, Impossible Whopper, Burger King, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. With uh, some french fries on the side. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so Matt here, he's a meat meat fan. He, he's a confessed uh, meat fan. I think his brother tried the vegetarian diet for like 14 years and but it affected his health quite a bit, right? So he's he's uh, skeptical about this whole vegetarian, vegan lifestyle. And you know, while he was cooking the Beyond Meat burger, you know, he was smelling it, and he was like, "This smells like." Well, I just uh, my first impression when I opened the the package was the. Uh like the the smell of it i really like hit me i don't know if you guys caught that but it's like uh definitely it's like a planty smell but there's something else there that i just couldn't put my finger on that didn't really agree with me right off the bat so the word was dog food the real word was dog food (laughs) that's 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 exactly Yep, that, that's the word he actually used. Like there. when you open a can of wet dog food, you take a whiff of that. That's, that's, that's the smell I got. Yep. And yeah, I guess, you know, and when he finished doing it, he was like, if something happens to me after I eat this. <laughs> yep, yep. You wrote a will? <laughs> I, I, yep, I prepared a will and everything, so, you know. Yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, I guess, you know, uh, are you guys ready to do the test? Test the taste test. Yeah, right? taste taste should be more important than smell. Right? Let's see if it redeems itself. The taste. Good luck, guys. Yep. Yeah, here we go. So here's the sandwich. I'll try, I'll try the sausage. Yeah. Well, it looks a little pink though. Yeah. That that's kind of throwing me off. You know, I know it's not supposed to. I know the burger. I've had the burger plenty of times. Yeah. Did yeah. you did you buy the sausage? Was that? Yeah, I bought the sausage. Mm. Is there like a store around Brooklyn? Um, Target, specific mm-hmm. place, food, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually like the sausage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it's not it doesn't, uh, I, I have, I have like one in a, um, I have one in a, a hot dog bun. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we're like that, but I love these sausages. It's perfect to eat it today. Pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Morgan, have you have, have you tried Beyond Meat? 
So I've tried the like the ground version, like it's kind of like the ground beef kind of version, mm-hmm. um, and I thought it was okay. But I also agree the smell at first is kind of off-putting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think dog food might be a good descriptor, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Or like dirt, dirt kind of works too. Mm-hmm. Oh no! <laughs> like I thought, you know, it's pretty decent. At least I think that was the brand that I had. I need to go back and double check that. But I certainly want to try some of the other products because I'm sure they're good mm-hmm. and it's a good option. But like you said, it's kind of like, would it be better to just have like a chickpea burger, or like an actual veggie burger, or you know, like a portobello <laughs> mushroom burger kind of thing mm-hmm. for your health conscious purposes, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm liking it. I've never had it. Um, I don't know. I like the flavor. It's not obviously like real meat. It's completely different, at least for me. Uh, but it's good. I, I liked it. Matt, Matt is not. I don't know. I'm sort of. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gagging a little bit right now. Oh, no. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm, I'm trying to get it down. It's like that. This weird consistency, though. Like. Like you're you're chewing on little bits of something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a I'm a really fan of big fan of big like juicy burgers and you know I don't get that beef flavor. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't taste any beef in this. They're supposed to be like Mm. beef flavor. Yeah, the ingredients are interesting, right? Because we were watching a video about the health benefits of it. Um, let's just read, I'm going to read off the uh, Beyond Burger uh, ingredient list. So, water and pea protein, uh, expeller pressed canola oil, refined coconut oil, rice protein, natural flavors, cocoa butter, mung bean protein, uh, methyl cellulose, potato starch, apple extract, pomegranate extract, salt, potassium chloride, vinegar. Lemon juice to extract, sunflower lecithin, and beet juice to extract for color. Uh, it seems like pretty good, like healthy ingredients. Um, I was reading that, or was watching a show that said the pea protein is like a really good source of uh, protein, high in omega three and omega sixes. So that's good. Oh yeah, especially if you work out and you want to transition over. I know weight. Um, my, my gym days <laughs> before before COVID. Right. Um, yeah, whey. I used to use whey protein. And I transferred over to soy, then I transferred over to pea protein. Good stuff. Which brand do you use, Jody? I've been using the Vega one for forever, and I do think it's an acquired taste, but I don't know which one do you use. I use Vega, but the okay. brand I, I, I haven't used. Um, I haven't used in a while. It came in a, a yellow and blue bottle, or orange and blue bottle. Once you get it from Amazon, I get the exact name. I'll definitely put that. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the Vega one definitely has an acquired taste. So you have to get used to it because it doesn't. It's not that great, but like it's good for you. You can feel that it's good for you, but it doesn't taste that great. Yeah, that's what you, you feel. You physically feel like different. I gotta say that. So yeah. And I would say like whey does not settle in my stomach well, so I think, and that's kind of why I switched over. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely better than whey, like standard whey for me. So one thing I found interesting while kind of doing a little bit of research was that uh, one of the ingredients is expeller pressed canola oil, 
And I think mm. they have, yeah. Uh, so what was the benefit of it, Matt? Do you, <laughs> do you remember? Uh, yep, he's, Matt is uh, mm. acquiring. Yeah. It's, okay, okay. <laughs> you guys will uh, get to see it on the video, what, what just happened there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Matt, do you remember what was the benefit of just not being oh. canola oil, but expeller press? Uh, well, the I think the regular canola oil is like extracted with uh, a chemical called hexane. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. really great for your body, but this is like expeller press, so they like physically, I guess, press it out. Mm -hmm. I have to do a little more research on it. Mm -hmm. but it's supposed to be better for you because it doesn't have the extra chemicals used to extract that. Mm -hmm. And the, the other interesting thing that I think uh, at least Matt was talking about the other day was the GMO, non-GMO thing, right? Uh, so basically, uh, a lot of uh, like healthy products, they say non-GMO, and this burger also says non-GMO. So, and Matt, do you want to talk about why non-GMOs? Uh, what's really the significance of it, right? Like, not just that they're non-GMO, but the whole... Well, uh, you, you want me to explain? Yeah, that it's about the fertilizer, right? It's not about... Well, right, there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, misconceptions out there about um, genetically modified food. Right. Um, you know, people just, if they see, uh, you know, like a label, uh, non-GMO, you know, they automatically assume that it's, it's, you know, healthy. And so right. Uh, not necessarily the case. Um, the main, the main reason that uh, these uh, big agricultural companies uh, produce, uh, genetically modified organisms is to reduce cost of production, right? So they right. have, um, they have a lot of chemical fertilizers and, uh, you know, chemical pesticides, chemical herbicides, and like they need the plant that they're growing to be able to withstand, uh, these harmful chemicals and basically not die so that the weeds and the bugs and things like that will all die but the plant will remain the only way to enable a plant to survive in those conditions is to modify the genes of the organism and um, that like that's that's a bad reason to genetically modify something right so it's not it's not necessarily the the altered genes of the organism that really are, are going to hurt you. I think it's more like the chemical herbicides and the pesticides and everything that, that are going to be on your food. And that's, that's going to cause serious uh, health problems. And uh, I mean, not just, not just for us, but like every, everything. I mean, it, it, mm -hmm. it, all these chemicals leach into the ground and then they eventually find their way into the rivers and out into the ocean where they have all these uh, dead zones. Um, but I, I won't get too much of that. Just, uh, you know, I just want to point out that it's, it's great that it's 
uh, non-GMO, but I want to also, you know, know that there's no, um, like, no chemicals at all in the process of making food. Wow. You know, USDA organic uh, uh, certification from the FDA is So Jody, when was the last time you had like normal beef meat? Mm, 2018. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a normal time. Uh, the last time. So uh, I've been like trying different meat. Mm -hmm. So uh, well, different vegan meat. Yeah. Well, I think. And I'm also, uh -huh. Yeah. Yep, go ahead. I'm a pescatarian, so I'm thinking about transitioning over to vegetarian. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. I think Matt is a nay for the Beyond Burger, or is it a yay? That's a big nay. Uh, yeah, he doesn't like it. Uh, I, I liked it, you know, I think I, I'm good with it, but apparently they're not healthy either. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, compared to normal burgers, but you are, I guess, helping the environment in a way, you know, with less consumption of meat and all yes. that. I, I don't see a certified USDA organic uh, sticker on this, mm -hmm. so maybe right. I've been looking for, it says like, uh, no soy, no gluten, vegan approved, non-GMO, but they could make it organic that'd be, mm -hmm. that'd be awesome for me and i don't know it might change the taste maybe not i don't know maybe i just prefer meat mm -hmm. but yeah okay. and i think uh the next thing that we wanted to talk about was greenwashing right mm -hmm. yeah and morgan you seem to have some experiences with that and yeah i have some mm -hmm. opinions about that mm -hmm. <laughs> So I, like every other 20-something white girl, spend a lot of time in Target. Mm -hmm. And that means that I see a lot of things that are going up, you know, all the ink caps and things like that. And one of the things I've noticed recently is this sort of surge in quote-unquote natural hand sanitizers, right? Mm -hmm. Because of course with COVID and everything, they want to like promote, you know, sanitizing their hands. But I... <laughs> The sort of problem I have with that is you're promoting all this, you're putting them everywhere in the store, but that's not going to help. And we know that, right? It's not going to protect you from the coronavirus because unfortunately it doesn't contain any alcohol. I look at them in ingredients. And so you're just not helping yourself. An essential oil is not going to cure you from COVID or prevent you from getting it. Like that's bizarro to me. Um, and I don't know if you guys have seen similar things to that. I've seen also kind of like multi-level marketing people talking about essential oils in general, right? You take this essential oil, you know, talking about the pandemic, right? Uh, you know, take this essential oil, you won't get COVID. And like, that's just, it's so dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, and, that's very awful. False um, advertising. Yeah. That could really hurt people, you know, if they think this, this product is going to protect them. And then like, you know, they don't wear the proper protection, like, you know, mm -hmm. nylon gloves or, or, or use real alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Right, and I think the thing is too, you know, like what, what sucks about that is there's, 
there's obviously a crossover between like people who like green or quote unquote green things and like people who you know want more natural solutions in general and unfortunately that kind of has a crossover people who are kind of anti-mask so you have this worry of like are those people going to get sick because they don't know what they're doing number one but also on the flip side of that like just think about being a mom trying to protect your kids and you don't want to give them all this nonsense but you so you buy this greenwash product that's supposed to protect you and it doesn't you know that's so dangerous it's like you said it's very scary to me i mean greenwashing has been annoying to me in my life but i've never seen it quite so dangerous and the other I thing i completely agree the other day talking about you know odd products because i know the mask uh there's some big there have been some issues about the waste that they create right people mm-hmm. throwing them away and whatnot but go, going off of that uh you know the other thing that was interesting to me was that matt, matt was saying how the mask what what makes them work what make, doesn't make them work like the fabric the post uh the weaving How's that about that? Oh, well, uh, I guess uh, there's a lot of people think that wearing the mask is going to prevent you from from getting COVID. Right. And right. that really depends on what kind of mask you're wearing. Like if you have um, like a supplied air respirator and it's got mm-hmm. a complete seal around you know your your entire head and it's <laughs> that's gonna <laughs> probably help you but i don't see a whole lot of people carrying around oxygen tanks and things like that um you could use like a you know the m95 mask with the mm-hmm. you know changeable filter and that would help but these i see a lot of people wearing these little uh disposable uh you know face masks and that's that's not gonna help you from or keep you from getting COVID, but right. the, every, the reason everybody should wear it is it it's going to help keep you, the mask wearer, from spreading the disease to Absolutely. other people. Like, yeah. like there's an analogy that somebody told me once. Uh, like if you if you're standing next to somebody, right, and uh, you know you're 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 not let's say you're you're not wearing pants and then you pee on the other person uh and they're wearing pants like they're still gonna get wet you know <laughs> but if if you're wearing if they're wearing pants and you're wearing pants and then you try to pee on them it's gonna get it's gonna be contained within your pants it's not gonna like jump through your pants onto the next person So that's right. <laughs> yep, that, that was oh, the analogy. That was the analogy. It's a good analogy. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> it's pretty simple, but it's, it's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that struck me was <clears throat> that, a, yeah, wear your mask definitely, and mm-hmm. that it's not only like the fabric, right? Because the Matt was saying that. The ones that are made of fabric are not really good because they're the the weaving is not tight, right? Right, right, right. Um, it's a candle test, I believe, right? If you're able to blow a, a candle to your mask, see how out of turn it is. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a pretty good test, yeah. yeah. 
air can travel through there that we uh, that easily. You can blow out a candle. It's probably not the best mask to wear. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say one thing I found interesting. I'm not gonna name names here or anything, but at my job currently, I we're we're all wearing masks, right? And the majority of the masks that have been given out by the institution can actually just blow right through them. Like, we're sitting by a window, it's still going to fog up the window, right? Oh. And it's very concerning. I mean, I, I bring my own more medical grade masks because I'm paranoid like that. But it's it's very interesting to see how much we think masks that aren't going to be made, they won't do anything, right? So if someone gets it there, everyone's going to have it. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but. Yeah. You, you work in an office there, right? So I work in the school. I'm a teacher. Okay. Yes. So that means that there's obviously a lot of coming and going and things like that. So it's a little bit more concerning in terms of like, you know, my classroom is really small and, you know, social distancing really isn't possible there. I mean, I can get... The best I got in my classroom of moving my teacher desk completely out was maybe three feet between desks, maybe. And, you know, that's still close enough that you can touch the other person, right? And they're teenagers and they're going to mess with each other. So it's, it's been interesting. It's definitely been interesting. Definitely in a very uh, high risk area. Stay yeah. safe and take you know, every precaution. And protect the children. Yep. Exactly. Big bottle of hand sanitizer. Yep. Let's see. At least we got this. We got the we got hand sanitizer installed in our classroom, so I am thankful for that. And oh, I awesome. make my kids every time they come in and every time they leave. So. Awesome. <laughs> yep. Yep. That helps. Though. Absolutely. So, and I guess you know, going back to brainwashing. Um, well, I guess, I guess the products, okay. so, um, for example, like, like the Beyond Meat, certain cases like that, mm-hmm. I would see something say like, you know, certified vegan or certified this, certified that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, when you actually look at it, as Matt was saying earlier, it's like, there's actually nothing here that's like helping the environment. Mm-hmm. You can say it's vegan, but the way you guys do something, so it, it's, it's just all like, I feel like people just like put certain things on their, their labels, but even when you say something like that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've figured out there's a, um, someone told me when you look on the actual, uh, there's the number, the little barcode, mm-hmm. or the the, uh, the fruit or vegetable you buy, then it's like, the, based on like the first couple numbers I believe, you can find out exactly what like they get for that. Because, you know, companies go with the wording, so they can kind of, like, you can kind of have organic on, it not be quite organic, if that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I think this, this Beyond Burgers, definitely a little bit of greenwashing, you know. But that, uh, that term is kind of new to me, I'm just kind of found that out today, but, um, yeah, you know, if that means that they're kind of just labeling something to make it seem like it's healthy for the environment but it's really not 
yeah, this is this is what I'm exactly. I would if if I had a choice to eat this burger or like a burger made from a uh, you know, 100% grass-fed, free-range uh, cow from a you know, like a local farm, I'm mm-hmm. gonna take the latter uh, every time. Well, Matt is a meat lover. Matt, 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 Matt is a lit meat guy. Yeah, I do love meat. I love the taste. I love the texture. And but also, the the grass-fed beef is actually arguably better for the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. kind of burger because they're they're you know they're grass-fed, so you know they're going to be uh, roaming around the grass. Their hoof prints are going to make uh, little wells for the rain to. You know, absorbent in the soil you know the the grass is going to take up all the the methane and the gases that they burp and fart and stuff so it you know, sequesters that and that carbon emission and it's actually uh you know uh, uh, that methane emission it's, it's actually probably way better for the environment i, ju- I just uh, i just wish we had more um Forms that did things the right way instead of right, you know, trying to mislabel things to make people think the right way. And yeah, and the other thing was that uh, well, Matt, Matt is saying that he wants now to obviously eat a grass-fed burger, right? But then going back to a good movie that well, I guess it was a documentary that we were watching the other day. It's called The Game Changers. It's on Netflix. Have you have you guys seen it? I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah. Have you seen it, Joey? No, I'll put it on my list. Yeah, I think uh, it was surprisingly good. Uh, I think it, they try to take a little bit more of a scientific approach to it, and basically, it, it it goes on about talking about the benefits of being vegan, right? Vegan and vegetarian, or is it more vegan and not vegan? Um, I think it's very tiring. Yeah, as long as they're not eating meat. Mm-hmm. Like the the um, patients in the study were having like increased performance and you know increased energy levels and uh, levels of virility uh, and fertility, and those are all great things. But uh, I think it kind of put a dark shadow on them. So for, know, yeah, it, I, I think it's okay. It's okay for people to eat meat that's mm-hmm. you know grown well and it's well taken care of, and it should be you know maybe taken once in a while as as, as what it is like it's, it's a treat you know it's uh, right. you know you look back through the history of uh, uh, evolution of, of humans and you know we. We've been eating meat for quite some well, time, well, but it, it wasn't like a primary. It's a different kind of meat. Yeah. It, it yeah. wasn't a primary component of the diet. It's mostly like fruits and vegetables. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Matt and I were kind of arguing about that because on that documentary, they were saying that actually humans did not have a meat-based diet. It's more of a recent thing. Like apparently. Uh, humans were very much vegetarians, and somewhere along the road, even more recently, it's that you know the ads are very prevalent, saying you know, you're a man, you need to eat meat, you want strength, you know, you want to, you have to eat meat, 
But basically, on that movie, on that documentary slash movie, they show that apparently, right?、Uh, they gave、uh, three athletes a vegetarian diet for one day. They show them their blood samples, right? So seeing how clear their blood was, and the next day they were given a vegetarian diet, and the result was basically that the blood was a lot clearer when they had a vegetarian-based diet. And you know, with the blood being clearer, that means that you have higher performance levels, right? Because your blood is flowing quicker. You can run, you can jump, and that sort of thing. So. And I, I, I could talk.、Oh, sorry. sorry, what were you saying?、Uh, I was just gonna say one of the things that's interesting about that. Well, two things, I guess. On one hand, like both of you guys are kind of right because the history is really and truly. Both sides are going to put it into like whatever fits their agenda, right?、Mm-hmm. But apparently, the truth is closer to kind of a combination, right? So tribes and things like that would have meat when they could get it, right? So right. let's say I go kill this antelope or whatever this deer, we're going to have meat now to have it, but we can't have it all the time because you can't guarantee you're going to have a successful hunt that day. Right,、exactly. which is also where you get that whole feast and fasting thing that you know intermittent fasting is based off of, and to the health benefits. I mean, and obviously, I kind of lean more towards we should reduce our consumption. Of- On four different diets, and they all showed improvements. Right, it's crazy. So it really sort of depends, I guess. Nope, nope, definitely. I mean, you know, there. I think the the key point is,、um, you know, thousands, thousands of years ago, or tens,、yep. or even hundreds of thousands of years ago, we weren't farming. So, so、exactly. you know, at least not in the way we are today. We weren't like farm raising our antelope to, so we'd have antelope to eat all the、exactly. time. You know, it was like a once in a. Back on、uh, our podcast, we got disconnected for a minute there.、Uh, according to Matt, I was yelling at him for something like that.、Uh, <laughs> Get the mute button, Nick. A little bit, but we're、uh, back. We're but back. yeah, we're back. And I think、uh, Jody was telling us how the vegan diet has, or vegetarian pescatarian diet, has、yeah. helped him、uh, lifting weights. Yeah, maybe Matt and Jody can meet up sometime because Matt is into lifting weights,、uh, mm-hmm. so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, and I I, I felt that too. I I kind of started the vegetarian diet a couple days ago, and I felt、mm-hmm. kind of more energized. Like I was waking、mm-hmm. up earlier without problems, and then I kind of reintroduced chicken、uh, to see what would happen.、Mm-hmm. But、uh, apparently, I got—I felt a little more tired. It might have been that, it might not have been, but we'll see. We're, we're, we're gonna get back on that vegetarian diet. I, de- I、yeah. definitely—I、uh, tried it too for like a, a few days. I well, that's all I was able to get to.、Mm-hmm. I was feeling、mm-hmm. very energized, like you said, Joey. Like I had more. Yeah,、uh, you know, could push myself a bit more. You know,、mm-hmm. a little bit of you know more endurance maybe and.、Um, I, I really couldn't tell a difference,、um, but yeah, like I, I, it's hard though to to understand that fully 
unless mm-hmm. you it's, it's like, a science you, really yeah you gotta have yeah. everything else the same you know like yeah. everything else in your diet needs to be like regimented and uh i guess before you start to change over to vegetarian mm-hmm. so you can you can tell like this this just this one thing this lack of meat is what caused this uh this feeling can you guys can i ask you guys a quick question on that especially uh jody and matt since you guys kind of do weightlifting and stuff um what do you i mean i don't know if you track macros and things like that but like what do your macros look like like are you doing like obviously matt you need meat so it might be different but like jody especially are you on more like a higher fat vegetarian diet do you focus on the low fat high carb aspect like what are you guys doing in terms of macro composition? Just out of curiosity, because I've been looking into that and I don't really know which way to go. So, <laughs> Jody, I'll let, I'll let you go answer that first, because mine's not a very good answer. Oh, oh we lost Jody in terms of sound. We'll, we'll add him <laughs> back. So I guess Matt, I guess so. Matt, 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 right, Matt. We'll have to right. answer. I'm gonna answer very simply. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I okay. Don't, I don't, okay. I don't check. I eat whatever I want when I want, uh, but I I tend to have like a pretty healthy palate. Like I enjoy the taste of like raw fresh vegetables and you know the greens and the, you know fruits and, and things like that. So um, okay. yeah, it's I don't know. It's just never been a, a thing that I watch. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Just make sure, I would make sure I would eat enough. I think having, not having enough food is going to be more detrimental than like not having the right food. If, if you're burning yeah. a lot of calories and stuff um, and you're, you're, you're tearing your muscles up, you're going to want to uh, be able to rebuild those. And Jody is back with us. Yep. Yeah, so it really depends. I guess uh, Matt was probably covering that. It depends on what you're trying to do. Like if you're trying to cut, if you're trying to like bulk, gain muscle. So um, uh, that, that that all depends on your actual like diet. So if I'm trying to cut, I would do like, uh, I would do more so like, like uh, high carb to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I would lower the fat, like almost, I would probably just, like, erase it as much as I can or only eat healthy fats like avocados, right. like have like, 100% um, olive oil. Like if I use like vegetables, I watch the, the I use like popular tablespoon where it's like like part of the seasoning and stuff. So it really depends what I'm trying to do. Now if I'm trying to bulk up, I'm a pescatarian, so I do eat like fish and stuff. But then lentils is has a very high um, uh, source of protein as well, and it's very clean. And another thing too, like what, 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 what Matt was saying earlier, I think the difference is what people were, were eating back in the day, the meat wasn't like more so farm-raised processed as it, as it is today. So it's like if I'm literally hunting for my food, I'm like burning calories already. I have to be physically fit to be able to, to run after a wild animal as opposed to, to you know, right now I'm, I don't do anything sit behind a desk <laughs> and then, Hey, let me go uh, get some beef that's probably not fed the best. It's not like it's wild food, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, and most bored, you know, to buy, eat like that clean, you know? So I think if like- you guys looked into it all, like, we are just talking about grass-fed beef, but I learned recently that there's a difference between like grass-fed beef and then like grass-fed grass finish. 
beef, which is the difference being that grass-fed beef means typically they're fed grass for their lives before they they go to be unfortunately slaughtered. Um, they are given like grain stuff to bulk them up, and grass-fed, grass-finished means that before they go that way, they actually sell still eat grass. So, I don't know if you guys have looked into that at all. I just learned about it like a month ago. So That's new. I just learned about that from you. Yeah. That's really sneaky. It's like, yeah. it's grass-fed up until uh, a few weeks before we call them. Yeah. yeah. That's greenwashing. Nah. There he goes. Because there is a difference. And, like, apparently, I've, ne- I've never been able to find grass-fed, grass-finished beef or meat myself. Which I don't eat much anyways, but like I went through a keto phase a couple years ago, and <laughs> yep, yep. like everybody does <laughs> apparently now. I have it. I have it, but go for it. If it works for you, go for it. We I'm not on it anymore, but I did it a couple years ago, and so one of the big things that I looked for was like grass-fed beef and and grass-fed food as far as like meat goes, but I could not find grass finished anywhere recently. I was just looking for the sake of looking. But it doesn't seem to be a thing you can find outside of a farmer's market. Yeah, so. no. I have to. What about Wagyu beef? You know, I don't know enough about that, honestly. What, what was it? Uh, Wagyu? I think it's Wagyu. It's uh, like shipped from um, yeah. uh, uh, region Asia. Like, I had to, like, look. I, I was really, like, looking into a lot of these stuff, like, a couple years ago. So, like, my memory's not, it's just clear. But um, it's it's like each each piece of meat that you get, like it's like the cows individually like cared for. They have a certificate for the cow that's fed like for, like beautifully, like like from a, you know normally from like uh, from 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 birth essentially. So, but that's this why it's expensive. I I couldn't afford that back then. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think I read somewhere about. I think it's Kobe. I, I don't know. I don't remember. It was Kobe or White? Kobe, yeah. Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. See, I made a mistake. Kobe. Uh, no, it might have been Wagyu too, because it, it uh, there are two types, Kobe and Wagyu. And I do remember that there was one type. I, I think it was probably the Kobe one. That they were saying that they're basically only in Japan. They, they, that that's the only place where they the official ones. So like mm-hmm. when they were saying that if you go to a restaurant, you know, anywhere like in the U.S., you know, and they say Kobe beef, it's probably not Kobe beef because apparently right. there's a strict process regarding the, and I don't even know if they allow it to be shipped outside of Japan. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so kind of a, another interesting fact, I guess. Uh, yeah. And have you guys heard of Thrive Market? Yes, I have. And I ordered from there like once. Mm-hmm. I got some coconut oil from there, but mm-hmm. I probably should do it more. I know it's really, they have some really good products and they've done their research to prove that it's, you know, not greenwashing, which is really cool. They're really ethical companies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We, we just recently heard about it. So, you know, we'll probably do some exploring, see what that's all about. Uh, you know, we just did a beef search. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. some, some high prices, obviously. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if this is uh, greenwashing, like they say, uh, or real, the real deal, right? So I did some research on the, the Kobe, just did a quick Google search, right? Uh-huh. So Kobe beef is said it's uh, according to uh, foodreference.com. So Kobe beef is a special grade of beef from Wagyu. Mm-hmm. The cattle that's raised in Kobe, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then, so Wagyu cattle, it's raised in barns and they're given names instead of a number. And they're kept on like a strict diet of rice, whole crop, tillage, and concentrate, and allowed to grow up uh, to about 700 kilograms. Oh, it wow. takes about three years. Yeah. The normal food Interesting. I don't know if they having a name makes me more uncomfortable or less uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I ate that too. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. So they feed them rice. And what else was it? Rice? Uh, it was rice, rice straws. Uh, they said a whole crop tillage and concentrate. Interesting. That sounds not too bad. I mean, rice is green. Do they give them right. a stall too? Probably helps. I, I, I don't know about cow diet. <laughs> I, I do know that apparently oats and wheat, which is what the processed beef is fed, is really not good. Uh, grass is fed. Uh, corn, yeah, corn, that's another bad thing. Uh, corn, yeah. corn, the way corn is grown in the United States is like just really terrible. I mean, uh, unless it, well, obviously, unless it's organic, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's not mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guess, uh, you know, we've, we've had a good episode. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll catch you guys next Sunday at 3 p.m. Oh, I have. Uh huh. Yep, go ahead. I'm sorry, I got really, I'm really excited about the whole thing. I have like one last. Okay. That right. goes with greenwashing, right? Okay. So, a lot of, when you, I go to a lot of uh, fish markets and I see, I, I love salmon. And I see, mm -hmm. um, I see, oh, this is wild salmon. So, I, the, there's wild salmon, there's farm raised salmon. Farm raised salmon normally has like higher levels of mercury right. and uh, it's not fed as healthy. The way it's right, there's flavor for crazy. So yeah, and I guess going. To, uh, do you guys know what? How does that mercury fish process work? I really don't. Matt, do you wanna take that over? Cause that that Matt the other day wanted to illuminate us about how that works. So give him the mic. Well, uh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's called um, bioaccumulation. And it describes the process by which um, small, really small fish uh, uptake the mercury um, from, you know, the plankton and things that absorb it. And then another fish will eat a lot of those smaller fish, sort of like multiplying the accumulation of mercury within that larger fish. And then, when a when a when a you know a larger, a still larger fish eats that fish, uh, and, and many of those fish, it'll you know again continue that process until you get to big fish out in the ocean like uh, like this big tuna. Um, mm -hmm. You know that's probably got a lot of mercury in it. I would I would definitely stick with salmon or or something like. Uh, even like chunk light tuna, you know, like the tuna mm -hmm. that are like a bit of a smaller fish, you know, probably be a little bit. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, just eat, you know, the smaller the fish, the better for you, uh, the less mercury. Interesting. Yeah.
and I you know I was asking Matt you know where does that mercury come from right and pollution yeah pollution of course the factories you know that's that's the real issue right like if we could just control all this pollution at the source it'd yeah. Be, yeah. be great for the entire food industry that's the real answer. And I know when you're buying salmon, the the the, uh, the darker, the, the more red the skin is, like the higher chance it is of being wild caught. It's not going to be like pink or black pork. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree that the wild uh, wild caught anything is probably better. Yeah, probably so. Commercial farming needs needs a revamp. Yeah, get their stuff together. <laughs> Matt, would you hunt? Uh, I I I, ask that question. I try to hunt. <laughs> I have a I have a hunting license. I got a crossbow, and I just go out there and kind of just enjoy nature. Really, I don't. I'm not like a a catcher. I'm a hunter. I'm not. I'm not really like a <laughs> a successful hunter. Yeah. So. Do you have a hunting license? Yeah. Oh, so he does have a hunting license. Uh, I'd like to get one eventually. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, uh, we need more hunters here in in Jersey. I mean, we got uh, deer all over the place. I I actually ran into a deer last year, uh, like head, head on. This thing just darted out on the highway 46, like out of nowhere, and could, you know I couldn't stop in time. I tried, but. It, it like clipped the front of the car and just sort of like popped up and went through right through my windshield. So I had like a deer laying in the car with me. It's like, what the hell just happened? But uh, yeah, it, luckily it died uh, instantly. It didn't suffer or anything, but yeah. I'm glad you're okay too. Oh, yeah, yeah I was, absolutely. I was, yeah, also glad you're okay. Yeah. That's fine. No big deal. No, I repaired the car, you know, replaced the windshield, had to do some body work, but, you know, it's like, if if we could uh, help control that, that population and also get some great organic, you know, By the way, wild meat, like, that'd be great for everybody. Yeah, meat is awesome. But, yeah. By the way, our vegan... The, uh, so we we have a Twitter account as well, guys. So if you haven't checked us out, definitely check us out there. Uh, we're Trister Six, so you'll see us. And uh, while Matt was talking, our very passionate vegan uh, uh, audience members were probably screaming, you know, oh no. <laughs> so yeah. oh no, these meat eaters. Oh. Well, you know, we keep we keep a balanced view, right? So. You know, <laughs> yeah. And I do think there has to be room in the conversation for a more ethical approach to animal consumption. So like, you know, what Matt is saying about hunting, like I'm from the South, I'm not up there in the North with you guys and your Yankee selves, but <laughs> <laughs> so I'm down here in the South and you know, that's kind of a way of life down here. And I mean, my family, uh, we're from a very rural area and everyone hunts there because if we didn't, there are probably more deer than there are people. Um, legitimately and you know my family will hunt during deer season and that's that's food for my family uh, for the rest of the year and obviously I don't live with them anymore so I don't really partake as much anymore but 
it's definitely something to consider is maybe a more ethical approach to it. You know, if you wouldn't kill the animal yourself, should you be eating it? Right? Ah, I agree with that. Very good. Stuff. So, Especially if you're eating what you feel, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You need to show it some reference. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, if anyone were open to suggestions about what we should talk about next week, we'll do some digging. You know, lots of interesting stuff coming out. Uh, Elon, Matt, and I were having a a uh, vigorous discussion last night about Elon and his Neuralink uh, endeavors and all his other endeavors. Uh, you know, we, we might touch. I think that'll be a next good episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty juicy. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. All right. I love computer science. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, thank you, Jody, Morgan, Matt, me, Vanessa, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye.